just hooked up the cable And I'm surfing the channels Adjusting the tracking I'm part of the panel I'm in the mood For Big Family Feud The survey says That Ray Combs is dead And I saw you on a game show Call me up, let's make a deal You can use me like a lifeline And welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows. I suppose I am your host, Jordan Haas. Uh, that was the Pop Tart Monkeys with Game Show as the title sequence because today's episode really doesn't have a theme song. Uh, so we're going to use one of those. If you have a song about game shows you want to use, uh, send it over uh, via email over at jordanhaas at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll probably use it on a later episode. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about the tester with no cartridges, Trevor Strunk. But before we get to that, I'm getting a truly hard seltzer out. And much like Pat Sajak, I'll be drinking on the job as we read the news. <laughs> no news to really anybody, but truly hard seltzer is disgusting. I'm having like sips of this and... <laughs> oh, it's gross. Um, I mean, is this was the real, was this the taste of the summer I've been hearing about, like White Claw and and Truly, and all these hard seltzers? Because this just tastes like gross. This is like a I got the lime version, maybe maybe I just got the wrong flavor or all that. But Jesus, ugh. I'm gonna get drunk on this episode. This is great. We're gonna get drunk. Uh, well, it's. 
five percent alcohol per volume but i'm a lightweight so who knows uh anyway this is a great week for fans at game shows as basically every game show is back i mean your wheels and jeopardies have returned last week and this week family feud is back as well as the price is right and let's make a deal uh i've already seen premiere week for the price is right and it started off with a double showcase win and it gave away a tesla so congrats to that uh i might as well read off this press release while finishing off the truly a monday september 23rd marks the return of america's top rated and longest running game show the price is right hosted by drew carey in the 11th season of let's make a deal featuring daytime emmy award-winning host wayne brady both daytime award-winning shows will be celebrating premiere week with incredible prizes the price is right will surprise one winner each day with an exciting bonus prize including a tesla a trip for 10 to the Bahamas, and for the first time in the show's history, a contestant will have their cell phone bill, car payment, and rent paid for an entire year. Let's make a deal also feature an entire week of trip-tastic deals. Each week, three lucky contestants will have the opportunity to win a trio of trips that will take them all over the world, with one taking home a trip-tastic deal of a lifetime at the end of every episode. Okay. The triptastic deal thing was kind of just like the super deal, you know, pick one of the three envelopes and if it's right, you win, but okay. Uh, meanwhile, the cell phone bill, car payment, and rent for an entire year, that's nice, but you, like, okay, so what, how much, is, so it's not the insurance, it's just the car payment, so it's uh, a lease, we assume. Uh, so based on my current value, uh, that's about 2200 2300 and change and times 12 that's like okay about $25,000 so why don't you just hand over a huge check for 25,000 also it's gonna be a little tough to do the payments because uh this has been something that's been an issue with game shows such as paid off they can't really pay off the debt on your behalf they have to hand you a cash sum that you have to pay a tax on that once you pay the tax is enough to qualify um but Hey, good job. Uh, next, uh, RuPaul gets political as RuPaul's Drag Race shashays in the second straight reality Emmy win. So it was the Emmys last uh, Sunday, and it, well, it's the Emmys. What, what else do you want? Um, <laughs> it's uh, so amazing what race, the voice, top shelf, <laughs> top chef. Keep it, whatever. Nailed it. And American Ninja Warrior were all nominated, but RuPaul's Drag Race won the award for Best Reality Competition Series. Um, I made history by BH1 being the first to make the most noms in Viacom Network's history and last week in the Creative Arts Emmys. RuPaul Charles uh, won the fourth consecutive Emmy for Outstanding Host in a Reality or Competition Program, and it's now tied with Jeff Probst, uh, which is good. I guess. Uh, they're now, I believe, on season 11 of that show, uh, which began airing in February, had a record breaking 15 contestants, whereas previous season stuck to 14. Uh, there was a celebration, and then more people kind of went, well, actually, more Billy Porter made more of an impact than RuPaul Charles. So, congrats, RuPaul. Uh, I mean, entertaining show. Kind of wish there was more elevation to this genre um but it, it just kind of is a redhead stepson of the, of the emmys so much so that we had the kardashians introduce the category <sighs> yep 
All right. Well, anyway, if Bravo News, a cash cab is making its premiere October 7th at 11.30 p.m. Eastern slash Pacific. Ben Bailey returns for Cash Cab. Remember when we talked about that show with Uncle Howard from Uncle to Uncle? What a fun show. This time around, the reboots will include pop culture questions and appearances from Bravo Lebrities. Let me finish this off. Bravo Leb. Bravo is living Cash Cab from Lion Television. Ben Bailey, New Yorkers, and tourists alike have pined for a chance to test their knowledge and win money for the iconic Cash Cab. Now they get a chance, this time with a Bravo twist. In the series reboot, they get a chance at this time. Uh, sorry, these questions will involve more for lovers of pop culture and even a few appearances from Bravo Liberties. I didn't read that correctly. Jesus Christ. Oh boy, who's in the cash cab? One of the real housewives. Woo! A big fan of the real housewives. Oh look, it's Andy Cohen from Watch What Happens Live. He's a bravo le- Could we please stop with the fucking flavoring? I get it. They're not contestants, they're housemates. If they're not uh, eliminated, they're evicted. I get it, I get it. No, I get it. Like, we have to have all the flavorings. They're queens. They're not contestants. But Jesus Christ, bravo, liberties. That's one step below, like, Nicktoon. Uh, each episode will feature two to three games, much like the original series. It'll start at the second. The contestant enters the cash cab. If the passenger can start the second, uh, uh, the passenger can answer enough questions correctly before making it to the destination to win big bucks. However, three wrong answers and are kicked out of the cash cabin back on three along the way. I'll get two shouts. One social media and the other by streets. They're keeping the mobile shout out, the, the hey Facebook, and then, hi, bad big fan. Can't believe you brought it back. Jesus. They didn't learn their lesson that time. Because um. in pullover Astro Straps. Um, passengers who can make their destination get the double enough video bonus. So nothing really changes there. Okay, let me just get some water here. Yay, Cash Cab is back. Hooray. Anyway, um, big fan of Cash Cab. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Um, it premieres Monday, October 7th on Bravo. Uh, and finally, uh, today um, was a launch of a of the British season two of the circle. Uh, this one was, is instead hosted by Emma Willis and it kind of feels more like big brother than it does the social media experiment now. And you know what? I'm on board. Uh, in case you've never seen the circle, uh, basically they take, I think 12 people and they put them into individual apartment complexes so it's so kind of like Big Brother, but they never see each other like a like a solitary pod. In fact, the only time they get to interact with each other is through a social media app created by the show called The Circle, which they can be whoever they want and say whatever they want to each other. So in other words, they can catfish and pretend to be somebody else. Uh, whoever wins the show gets $50,000. And along the way, the audience gets to now vote for a winner and they get 25000 so it's a new interesting way of looking at it. Uh, also, there is a celebrity involvement to try and cause trouble as they also play for charity. It's it's a game show like Big Brother, but involving the Internet and how bad it is. I think that's the uh, purpose of the circle. 
can lie on the internet. Don't trust everyone on the internet. But trust me, Honest Jordan, to let you know, this is a pretty interesting show. And please, I really hope this can end up on, like, Netflix, kind of like Great British Bake Off, because I think people might enjoy it, especially here in America. Um, But, uh, whatever. Let's get started with today's episode. The Sony PlayStation 3. What a weird console. I remember all the baggage that console had, from the boomerang controller to the 599 US dollar price tag, and so much more. But what very few people remember was to some, this was their first Blu-ray player. At a time when they would cost upwards to $1,000, this was the cheapest thing possible. In the last generation console war, PlayStation 3 was up against the Xbox 360. And while PlayStation 3 had Blu-ray, Xbox had HD DVD. And most of you know what happened to HD DVD. It went the way of Betamax. But Blu-ray players were not the only innovation the PlayStation 3 had. Xbox 360 had Kinect and PlayStation 3 had the Move Controller, a Wii-type controller with a little ball on it. While Xbox 360 sold many consoles with titles like Gears of War and Halo 3, Halo ODSD and Halo 4, PlayStation 3 tried to compete with the likes of Uncharted and The Last of Us. But in one last push to casual console owners, PlayStation saw what places like Netflix and the newly created Hulu was doing, and started doing original content. First was Powers, a show that was not like Heroes where people got superpowers, and gamers were updated every Friday that there was a new episode of it. In between their playing of GTA 4 and Skate 3, or was that just me? Uh, But also along the way, they tried to go into the world of reality competition. In a bizarre synergy experiment called The Tester, the most embarrassing thing seen involving PlayStation since a win-the-trip-to-E3 contest by official PlayStation magazine. Can a The Apprentice-style contest work for the gamers, or was this one last push to make sure PlayStation gamers were a form of identity politics to make sure they were protected just enough to get enough votes for the first gamer president? I, I have no idea what I'm talking about anymore. I, I, I kind of blame the truly. Uh, so, so let's just turn the tables. With me on the line is the host of the popular video game podcast, No Cartridge, available in all podcast locations, Trevor Strunk. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I say that despite the fact that we just had a uh, traumatic experience uh, watching the show we're going to talk about this week, but we shared it together, and that's what's important. It's the friends we made along the way. That's the important part of this. When I booked you, I was like, we we have to do something video game related. I love No course, Cartridge. Yeah. One of my favorite video game podcasts out there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you, you learn about, you know, the, the scummy industry back in, the, the, the mechanics of game developers being bad, marketing, all that yucky stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, what's the good pairing? What's the good video game pairing for this game show podcast? And I said the tester. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 
it's really bad, isn't it? I mean, I knew it was bad going in, but I was going based off like a decade ago. Because this game, this show debuted in 2010. This is a 2010 show. And I knew it was somewhat bad back then, but re-watching it today... <laughs> it's amazing how bad it ages. Like, honestly, like, half the stuff they were saying on here, if you found someone who had written it, like, on Twitter, uh, it would just be screenshotted and shared every time they had a bad take. Like, uh, this stuff, like, made that Ragnarok lobster guy who, like... Uh, has like the stuff about like he just constantly talks about Jewish women and how they have big breasts and how he likes that so much. Like it just makes that look tame. Like a lot of the stuff on here that's like oh, thrown geez. away as like casual stuff people are saying. It is it is shocking to see what hap- what what existed in a uh, a pre twenty nineteen world. So uh, first things first, uh, the tester was it was not on any cable channel. This was not a show that you could watch on TV. This was not an NBC show. This wasn't even a G4 show when G4 was still like relevant. (laughs) This is one of those classic, not good enough for cable shows. This was a a Sony original show intended by the, to sell basically PlayStation threes. This was a PlayStation three infomercial reality show. And I mean, it feels like you would actually just get like you could have a better product if you were just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sh- people playing Demon Souls and yeah. getting frustrated, and it's one hour of random people playing this game and trying to get past uh, the first boss. Like I would watch that much more readily, and I don't think I would enjoy that, but I would watch it much more readily than this. All right. So the uh, the, the production company is Fifty One Minds. Trevor, I don't think you know who the fuck Fifty One Minds is. I don't think you care to know. Fifty One Minds or Fifty One Minds Entertainment, a part of Endemol Shine. Now Endemol is this big powerhouse. It's basically like a Disney. Actually, or... I actually do care about this. So like, what's what's the deal with this? So uh, the team is called Fifty One Picture. Is Fifty One Pictures and Mindless Entertainment. They merged okay. to form a company called Fifty One Minds. Mindless did a lot of weird shows back in the 90s, like Beat the Geeks and stuff. And 51- Okay, no, I remember Beat the Geeks. So this is the company. This is Chris Abrejo's. So Chris, uh, he, this is how you're going to realize how shit is. This is the this, this production company that you saw and how it looked. This is the Flavor of Love group. This is the Surreal Life oh. House group. Okay. All right. All right. No, it totally makes sense now. I mean, this is like, th- that is that is VH1... This is Rock style. of Love Bus. This is I Love Money. This is Yeah, this looks I mean it looks that bad. Like the and the cutaways and the the attempts at irreverence. Oh yeah, no, okay. Uh, Which also explains bad. Adrian Curry being involved too, now that I think about it. <laughs> uh we we love we love to involve uh supermodels that are no longer the uh flavor of the month. So then Endemol is the big house that distributed. This is the team that brings us Fear Factor, Big Brother, Dealer No. This is like the heavy duty guy. So mm. what if we got a cheap version of Big Brother with the Surreal Life people and made it about gamers specifically for the PlayStation Network? Now I'm listening. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a producer now. My, my interest is peaked. Uh, so tell me more about this amazing show uh, opportunity you have. All right, now... Hosted by Meredith Molinari. Okay. You know who she is, right? Um, sure, but you tell everyone else who she is. She, she's a host. That's it. She like she was a host. She's a model, and they gave her the hosting gig. Okay. I mean, she did fine. She did the. I, I really didn't have any complaints about her. 
She was fine. She was the background, which, you know what? In a world of reality television, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, it's the... If you got Adrian Curry, and then you got... Uh, in season one, which we couldn't find, because they only put season two and three up on YouTube, Hal Sparks was the judge. Really? So, huh. Friends of Queer as Folk, and uh, that one season of the of Talk Soup... Yeah, the the first isn't he the is he in the first season of Talk? First season. Yeah, before they were like, we need that Joel guy. Joel McHale. We need Uh, that Joel guy who's going to be like real famous at some point. And he's going to host him instead. Card sharks and hurt my feelings. (laughs) That's supposed to be my hosting job, not yours, Joel. I was supposed supposed to to card sharks. All right. uh, Explain explain what you mean. And then finally, Brent Goak. Now Brent uh, is someone. Who works at at PlayStation as like a basically a quality assurance manager. The best part of this whole show was when they showed like a generic guy who had a title of like production management end line of PlayStation uh, US Q and A or like it was something absurd. And they were like, and now y'all know who this guy is. Yes, Brent and you had to tell me. We watched season Jordan had three to tell me that one. like yeah, you had to tell me that like this guy is in all of the episodes. Like that's why they know him. But like. It was so weird. He is like, it was basically just so the weird. host. It's like, it's not even her show. This is the Brent Goki show. Because he has to end so with the elimination phrase. Because all these reality shows, as you know, you have to have the, the tribe has spoken. Uh, you oh, have yeah. to, your game ends here. Just the worst. Like, there's so many things you could say, like, I'm sorry, but it's game over. Like, literally. Oh, that's, oh no, no, no. That, that was a WCG Ultimate Gamer. That's why I think they oh, couldn't use it, because oh, this came out the same about... time. This came out the same time as that, and I believe that is why there's a little bit of overlap. Oh, how about, um, uh, I'm sorry, but it's next quarter? Uh, yeah, no, there's no good ones. Okay, uh, all right, the, yeah, no, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, uh, your memory card has been corrupted. Your memory card has been corrupted. Uh, well, this is a testing game show. This is PlayStation, so it has to be something like uh, a new episode of Powers is now up. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> How about like, uh, you go like, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, this is a fatal, you've, you've encountered a fatal bug. <laughs> I don't know. There has to be something, right? There like There has to be to. something better than what they said. It's so your it's game written. has come to an end. Very natural thing. Your game to say. has come to an end. Uh, you're out of continues. Yeah, that's even that's better. The uh, you found the fatal bug. Uh, your you system know, has you, crashed, and then you have been, like a computer glitch out a monitor <laughs> that has your face about, like, like Big Brother. Yeah, or you've like uh, you've been you've been debugged or like you've been uh, debugged. There you go. Perfect. There you go. I mean, honestly, like. There's, there's a million things you could do. And then, in ceremonial fashion, they're put out the light. They have to hang up their lanyard and leave. <laughs> That's their walkout, is they have to hang up a lanyard. The, the best way is, the best thing about it is how they introduce the lanyard. When they're like, okay, um, the lanyard is your lifeline. As long as you have your lanyard, you still have a chance to have a job here. Which, like, is just so depressing. Like, how... Five of them don't just give their lanyards up right now and say, like, no, I'm good. Like, just then, I don't, I have no idea and how they, how they like handle it. Typical GameStop style lanyard, like, complete. It looks like you work at GameStop, more or less. It's really bad. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, if I don't have my lanyard, that probably means I didn't get the job at, you know, like, um, 
I don't know, H&R Block. Like, that's not a game show. That's just a job interview. It feels like who's the best... I hate to say this. Like, who's the best PlayStation bootlicker? Like, who is the best? Yeah. Because you're not loyal enough to Sony, turn in your Sony-approved lanyard and leave. It's like, it's... Like, and I think the most depressing part was when they were asking them. So, like, one of the things... I know this is your your thing, but I'll, I'll spoil it. One of the things that they do is they do, like, Fear Factor-style challenges. And so, like, this week's was... They had to do a job interview wearing a, uh, like, a glass case full of hissing cockroaches. Um, and, like, all of them did fine. Like, all of them didn't really care about the cockroaches that much. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't interesting or funny or, you know stressful or anything but the the funniest thing about it i thought was how like was how they they introduced like the all these characters and the one dude was like a playstation addict like he loves playstation They're like well what playstation games do you play and he was like ah oh, man i love the i love the series and he's like what series he's like well god of war and he's like uh, oh twisted metal my favorite and it's just like man thinking about playstation series is depressing <laughs> what, like that, what is even exactly going on here? Of this is like this is a world where this is 2010. Most people, if you were going by sales, were 360 gamers, or they were PC gamers, or they were Nintendo fans. So when they think video games, they think Halo, Gears of War, World of Warcraft, Half Life Two. Right. They still are excited for upcoming like games that would just in a borderline unplayable like Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, or you're a Mario or Kirby or Zelda fan. So it's like when you think that, like, all you can think of is, like, Metal Gear Solid. Like, Yeah, I mean, why didn't anyone say that? Probably because that's not, is that, well, is, well, it's not really a PlayStation first. It's a Kojima production, right? So. I guess. I mean, it was, I mean, it was very, I mean, that's why people bought a PS3, like, because of uh, Guns of the Patriots, right? Yeah, 4. I think that's right around the time when 4 came out, too, and everything. So it's like, this would yeah, have been fun to, like... I mean, it seems like what they were doing was the first part is always, like, a like a mini, like, three-minute commercial for a PlayStation product. Now, you didn't see mm-hmm. a lot of these episodes. You only watched this episode. We watched Season 3, Episode 1. We'll talk about that in detail. Typically, the format per episode goes like this. The, the people live in a house that looks like a metal shack warehouse thingy with... So really, it should be a training for being an esports player, not a tester. Yeah, the first three minutes of every episode is basically, I don't like so and so. They annoy. They try to raise the stakes by like trying okay. to show the vision, and then it's look everybody, look what's over here. It's the new uh, little big planet game, or hey, look, it's Twist Metal, or. Hey, folks, it's the PlayStation. The one we saw was the PSP. Actually, no, it was the PlayStation Vita, actually. The one we saw. Yeah, it wasn't even. Oh, wow. It wasn't even the PSP. Oh, God. It was the Vita. The game. Yeah, that's the system no one. Or no, no. You meant it was the. Wait, was it the PSP or was it the Vita? No, it was the Vita. You're right. Yeah, the back touch screen versus the UMD disc. So everyone. And I mean, uh, the Vita actually had a lifespan, whereas the PSP was DOA. So they had to play it, and they're like, wow, this is great. And it's all your sound bites of why you should buy this. Like, wow, it's so cool. The graphics, whoa, it looks nice. And look at the screen, whoa. And it's just This must be the most powerful handheld system ever. And then... It's so bad. Then you enter into the, basically, the the booth. Like, you have to enter the soundstage, because it's... I don't know if it's Sony Picture Studio. I don't know where they recorded it technically. I'm 
thinking it was like Sony Pictures because this was like the back back lot. And that's where you think typically... it was Sony Pictures. Yeah, that's impressive Pictures. that they were able to even find space there. But probably <laughs> they were just in like some editing suites next to Wheel of Fortune. Um, <laughs> so then it's so then they have to do a game and it's supposed to be something that revolves around uh, what is necessary. What's a positive trait for being a QA tester in the world of video games? Uh, so, you know, it, in some cases, the, the classic job everyone wants. You know, the QA tester that's typically given to high school graduates who are at least able to write. To be a QA tester, I I was talking to Trevor before the recording. I think it's one of those gigs where you have to basically, if a bug hits, you have to write like a large essay as to what you did step by step to get the bug to occur. It's an incredibly demanding and like super, super like upsettingly low paying job. Like it is just... It, it, it's a nightmare job like it it's most people who have it burn out on it so, um i've known people who have had it and it's just like you play these games you don't enjoy playing video games anymore it's not like playing a video game because you have to do the same thing over and over again to see if you can recreate a, a glitch it just it burns you out and and some people they give up on video games or they it's like oh, yeah. i need to find something else because if i do this for a living i'm out yeah so, they aren't. They won't. Even, they aren't, aren't even able to play video games anymore after a certain point. So, so some. So, for instance, uh, you need to understand teamwork. So, you and a partner have to build an ice cream truck together, like an IKEA building challenge. Which is next week's episode in the tester. To oh ano- no. To another, which is you need to under. You need to have good eye. So they basically have to do a giant spot the difference puzzle. So do they like? Do they constantly? Because like it's. It feels to me like they constantly uh move the um move the goalposts as to whether or not this game is about being a good uh tester or being good at playing video games uh at no point do they really play video games but like that it, it seems to be it seems to be that like the whole the whole point about it is like you know the, the, so i won't i won't spoil the, the the funniest part of this but one of the people in the show who we will come back to um, got a lot of critique for not playing a lot of video games and not playing them well. Like, that was what he said. And then they called him on it later. And it's like, does it matter? Like, is this... Do you have to be a good gamer to win this show? Or do you have to be good at the job they want you to take? Like, it feels like they never quite settle on it. <laughs> okay, so... The winner of season one and two uh, was QA as a game tester at Sony Computer Entertainment. And they get... $5,000 in a PlayStation 3. <laughs> oh, no. That's so a horrible. price package totaling about 5305 bucks. <laughs> about, yeah. Oh, that's, Cause they that's get really upsetting. Season you don't have three. to claim that in your taxes, though. Well, in season three, are you ready? This is the one we saw. They get to I'm work ready. at Sony uh, Santa Monica as a production associate. So you get to basically get coffee to like one of these people. That's your gig, and then that's a a nightmare. Just horrible. You get a uh, they had unnamed PS3 title. Uh, We were trying to look at what it could be, and we're coming up with believing was the order as what that was. They get (laughs) yeah, I think it's probably the order or maybe one of the new God of War games. There's not a lot of AAA titles that really came out. They it would be really PS- funny if it was the order. <laughs> they don't get PS3. They get a Sony Bravada 3D television, though. Oh, even worse. <laughs> and then even... No, it gets even worse than that. Are you ready? 
We saw a car. <laughs> when I, we, yeah. we were talking like, oh, they went and a it car. Was a, and it was, uh, what else was it? It was like, uh, um, what was it? He said like, he said like it's, it's gender neutral. Did like you, it's a car anyone can have or something. Because it's gray. <laughs> like it's a gender neutral car. That car, by the way, is a Ford Focus from 2012. Now, I forgot to say this. Uh, Trevor, they don't actually win the car. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? What happens? They win a two-year lease on the car. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even get the car. They're that fucking cheap. It's a company car. Are you serious? They they win a lease? Can you turn it down? Two-year lease. Two years. Oh, that's awful. Congratulations, you got Enterprise Rent-A-Car for a month. Good job, you. Wow, that is, uh, that's grotesque. <laughs> so, like, I mean, and, like, the, the set itself seems so cheap. Like, the, the roach trap that they were stuck in yes. was, like, it, you know, like, most things, if you watch it on, like, Fear Factor or whatever, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not as up on gaming uh, show game sh- gaming shows game shows as you are but i've watched my share and i've seen like the scare shows or whatever we were just talking the about oh flinch. no snakes and spiders yeah exactly and so like in fear factor or even flinch like the the box is sealed like the box is sealed it has a particular place that you have like the bugs right like mm-hmm. they don't go everywhere they're in a particular spot like if it's at the neck it's sealed at the neck and the bugs stay in the box in this they just fall out of the box and then i think they just roll with it and they're like oh this is a feature now not a bug and like all these bugs are just crawling all over these people at the end like these poor pas are like pulling the bugs off them and they're like it's awful like it's it's, it's not appealing it's not cool so it's gonna be eventually what i have to discuss because eventually i have to talk about all these oh no snakes and spider shows yeah they're supposed to elicit that that oh paranoia and it's like okay a snake makes sense because you know bite tarantula same thing they could pinch or something but mm-hmm. they don't, it's just they smell bad especially the yeah they're mad- gross and the madagascar That's hissing all. cockroach the only reason people use that is because they're the cleanest bug to use on set and they're also giant so it's supposed to creep you out like oh oh a cockroach right right no exactly like it's, it's supposed to be spooky or scary it's spooky scary and it's like uh, mm, really so the challenge that we saw season three episode one is the job interview the idea is supposed to be that everyone gets interviewed for the position uh with the worst performing get eliminated and it's a double elimination but the catch yeah. is as they sit in a gaming chair uh their head is in a box full of cockroaches oh i didn't even notice they were in a gaming chair that's hilarious i i completely missed that the idea was supposed to, and it's like, you see it, and they're seeing a gaming chair, and they're seeing, like, screens, and there's a controller in front of them, so everyone's not supposed to be, oh, they're supposed to play video games. But they're in a job interview instead. They're a job interview. And the job interviews are basic job interview questions. What's your strengths? What's your weaknesses? How good are you at video games? Yeah, well, again, like, what's the focus here? Do we have to be good at video games to be a tester? No, you don't. Like, <laughs> It's actually probably a weakness if you're good at a video game. You want to test it as a as a novice would. But yeah, my like the favorite question of all time for a for a position: How many trophies do you have? <laughs> asked of who? Let's reveal it. Who who was asked that question? One ego raptor. <laughs> yeah, the the famous ego raptor. Um, One Aaron uh, who was on this. <laughs> 
Yeah, so like I'm gonna look this up now. Hold on. I, I so Game Grumps. So it's so this was 2010. So this is 2012. This was right. Bef- this is right around the time when uh, Game Grumps started. We do not know if it is with the other guy, uh, train conductor racist. We don't know if it's with mm-hmm. him yet. Um, but it's the. Uh, but this is like right around the time when he was doing all those oh, animations: yeah. the Metal Gear Awesomes, the Awesome, the Hedgehog, or whatever. And, and and then like it just it it kicked off really hard in uh yeah I guess it I guess it just like I yeah so it just got big after um Jontron left it got a little bigger and it became like a thing um that's crazy so like but he was on the show just before it all Yes. So like you know, he, and he was the fan vote basically. So th- what they did in season, so season one was kind of like a crapshoot, and it was, mm-hmm. it, and believe it or not, it was worse than this. If you can <laughs> it imagine was, it, being it was way worse than what you saw tonight. Like this is actually I, I with can't like even somewhat of a budget. Like they they sprung, they at least sprung for like an awning and some lights. I mean it, uh, yeah. I guess they, someone had like a little big planet doll. Um, so, that probably uh, cost winner, $40 or so. Season one winner was Will Cyrus Powers. We don't know what happened to Will Powers. What happened to Will Power? Is Will... <laughs> is Will Powers sounds like he's a, um, a sort of secondary cast member on, uh, on, um, Mad TV. <laughs> Will right? Powers, you are now watching yeah. Mad TV. <laughs> uh, so Cyrus is his name. He won season one. Uh, people are wondering what happened to him, and honestly, a lot of these people are still on Twitter. Like these people fell out. Some of these people are on Twitch. I think really, okay. and we're not joking here, the only one to really come out positive is Egoraptor. <laughs> like, he has the last yeah. laugh in this. And it, it really, like, it seems like in the thing, they're just like, Egoraptor, uh, you're here for the wrong reasons, and uh, I don't think you're ever going to make anything of yourself. It's amazing watching it in 2019, like like, knowing what I know. Being like, oh man, they probably should have just like leaned in there and kept him on payroll. <laughs> Season two winner was Matthew Gamer Brown. Are you serious? Y- yeah. Was he gay? Yes. And that was no, that oh, was his well, character too. I'm the gamer. I'm gay. I mean, this at was least 20, he this was twenty eleven. So it was at a time when, you know, people weren't really <laughs> oh, including boy. LGBT people. In fact, still a sore subject in a lot of circles in gaming, now that we think about it. Yeah, I wow, the gamer. That's Matthew shocking that that gamer was like Brown. a thing. Hey, uh, he Matthew won though. Gamer Brown, I believe, striking a blow for uh, for LGBT inclusion everywhere. Do you think? Do you think that him winning actually led to gay marriage being legalized? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> Good answer. I think I legit though. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I of of all the characters, he's the only one I actually have his LinkedIn page for. Oh, really? Yes. So Tell me more about ready? what he's doing now. Yes, so, I'm excited. So after PlayStation, he went on to work at Sony Pictures Television. <laughs> huh, okay, weird, very similar. Yeah. Then he went to Warner for mobile. Then he worked at Ugh. Facebook, and now he's an executive director at Stars. What's star- the the TV channel? channel? The movie channel. Movies, That's movies, still a thing? movies, movies. What I want to see. Movies. I want to see stars. Is that still a channel? Does that exist? It- it still exists. I always thought it was gone because of, you know, uh, things Being like... not uh, very good. Like Epics and, and like HBO Go and all that. But uh, I think currently what's airing is like... Uh, I think that's where that one Seth MacFarlane show is. 
what where it's just about like uh and it's 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 just like it's all about like or maybe no no i'm thinking that's epics too never mind <laughs> Uh, I was like, wait, what, what are you talking? I don't even know what Seth Mc. There's another Seth MacFarlane show out there. Seth, but it doesn't star him. If that uh... Al Qaeda has failed us once again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get better. It'll improve. Um, so after, so after uh, that season, then we move on to season three winner, which is Wilson Santiago, Achilles Might, uh, former uh, Air Force. A member with nothing but but support for our troops. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. So uh, he won he, when he started the show. He called himself the quote unquote alpha male. Uh, so let that be an answer to where you think things. Yeah. So what is like? What is so? How did that? This is season three. We're talking about right. This is season three. So how does that how does that devolve? Like, is he what does he do in the show? Does he become like kind of a jerk or? I think he's what happens pretty nondescript. Is, I think what happens is he just becomes a hype man. Whoa, man, this okay. is dope. Yo, man, okay. this is. So what happens it's a is shame he basically that... becomes more and more as the, as the series progresses. After Ego Raptor gets eliminated, episode three. Spoilers: Ego Raptor loses. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe it. You hate to see it. And oh, by the way, when he got eliminated, there was this like hashtag campaign, get him back on the show. The show is rigged against him. That's amazing. Because this is because he had a base. Like he was the fan favorite, and everyone was getting well, of pissed. Course, yeah. Uh, now, what's funny about that is like is like how I mean he was kind of bad at the show itself. Oh no, uh, shit. And apparently, and this is what, if you ask interviews, what happened is he thought it was a different show. Like, he never saw season one or two. What? Yeah. So what did, what did he think it was? I think he thought it was just that you bullshit around and play video games. Oh, well, that'd be a better show. Which I will explain. WCG Ultimate Gamer is somewhat like that, but they had to do a physical challenge before doing the fuck around in video games part. So. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, yeah. How'd yeah. that go? Oh, no. It's, uh, I explained this in the ep- in episode three months back so it basically the nbc gentleman gamer was basically like esports people playing against each other in different games so it was like oh you you're you know rock band but how are you with real instruments oh okay gotcha or uh, can you dunk a basketball and impress this former nba player in the dunk contest no you can't well some of you can they'll pretend but like uh, Stefan Marbury will pretend to be impressed by your talk. <laughs> this one, th- this show is has less of a budget than WCG. So their challenge, is, their challenge was basically what can we put on the projection screen for the tester. Yeah, it's like it, it, it truly is like I, I, like if I found if I sound flat about all this, it's like I don't even know what to say about it. Like literally, it is it is a show that is has no stakes, has no drama. And even within like the limited stakes and drama it has, it does nothing with them. Like it's it's essentially like if you looked at a, a game show and you were like, okay, so like, what if we made a game show where nothing happens and no one cares about any <laughs> of the outcomes that we lay out? Like, yeah. all right, cool. Uh, let's make it so that the prize sucks too. Okay, cool. That's great. It'll be really fun, and I'm sure a lot of people will watch it. This is an infomercial for PlayStation. So what what happened is uh, season one kind of was real low budget. So season two and three they had an they had an idea to get quote unquote fan voting 
involved. So you, the people at home, get to cast the the next uh, contestant for the for the series. So we have our casting, but you pick our last contestant. And all hmm. these people had to submit mm-hmm. videos on YouTube. And it's, you know, like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm Jordan from Los Angeles, and I love PlayStation. <laughs> Just some, like, influencer who got voted on. Oh, we, no, all the, all the time was the influencer. In season two, it was uh, 8-Bit Mickey. Uh, he was on Screw Attack and then the Game Heroes and then was a part of that guy with the glasses for a while there. Uh, Who's that guy with the glasses? Nostalgia Crick. Which oh, is, yeah, okay. You okay, know, okay, in that okay. world of angry video game nerd, fuckity fuck, shit, shit, fuck. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So what if we have, um, like, this guy who used to work for Screw Attack, which was, like, the angry video game nerd channel for a bit. He was an intern. What if we got him to do the PlayStation show? Man. And then I mean, basically, three like Ego it, Raptor. So it's like it, it gets a step. <laughs> but it's really funny because you you said this before. Like you're, I forget if this was on the show or not. But like, um, like the the question about like, okay, so like, what is this? Like, what is this show? Why is it so hard to kind of like contextualize? And I think one of the reasons it's so hard to contextualize is because um, it is it is so like of its moment, and its moment was a moment before there was like influencers in the way we understand them now where like you could ask, okay, like people should vote. And what Sony was thinking was, Oh, it'll just be like people who can get a lot of like, you know, they'll, they'll tell their communities or they'll tell people online or we'll, they'll like have good stories or something like that. Like we'll get some cool people this way instead of like, Oh, some people online have a huge fan base and we'll vote for them to do anything um, because they're celebrities to them. Like that, this was just a time a little bit before that. This was the merger. This is what I thought it was. This is that great in-between period. Because uh, cause before this, the console wars were still a thing. Who won E3? Boo-boo. Right. Yeah, of course. So this was that tribalism for the PlayStation. They were trying to swing people into PlayStation. But this was before the Twitch and Let's Play and Influencer base. That this is this weird out like <laughs> like merge between the two. That can prove why both were horrible in their own individual way. Yes, exactly. Like it's it's just it's like it's the this tribalism of, is like who's the best bootlegger for PlayStation, and, right? And, and then, then the influencer thing is, is like everyone's just trying to like, oh, I'm gonna be the most radical version of myself I can be. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna say like shart on camera and see how that goes. You can't say then, that. Can, be like, you can't say that. What? You can't know. And then if you do, you lose the interview. You, you um, have to turn your lanyard. You do have to turn in your lanyard if you. Well, actually, no. That person didn't turn in their lanyard this episode. Uh, Shart Sayer got got another chance. So, so I thought this was a good bit. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to list off every contestant from the tester. No. These are the real because in this show they don't really go by their real names. It's not like Trevor or Jordan, and it's not yeah. really even their like username in some regards too. It's like it's just like a weird version of their name, like a weird like it's not a weird version of their name. It's just like a very, very, very overdone version of a username. Like, I can't possibly believe half of these names are like really what they would ever call themselves. So here are those names. Season one. I'm excited. Cyrus. Nauseous. (laughs) Amped. Star. Okay, Okay, well, Star is okay. Doc. Okay, Doc's fine. Uh, Big D. Oh, boy. Someone's called Big D. I have an idea about uh, why they call themselves that, but okay. <laughs> I bet it's because they have a tiny one, uh, Luge. Luge? Ugh. Luge, like, you know, like the... Like the 
like the, the thing winter olympic like, sport yeah yeah the the thing that people did for a while fame girl that's a little too on the nose yeah that sucks a uh, goof 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 like not goofy goof okay right. he's the practical joker he couldn't take it seriously so he got the boot is that right? He actually did get the boot because he couldn't take yeah, it seriously? Yeah, because that was one of the contestants where it's like, I'm just having a good time. Well, you're not taking it seriously enough, so you got to turn in your lanyard. Wow. Barmy. That's kind of su- honestly kind of surprising because the show takes nothing seriously except, I guess it takes everything. It that, takes again, everything seriously the and then not seriously, and which also makes it work because there's like a giant tone shift. At every it literally step. has no consistency, yeah. At least with, like, The Apprentice, there's that, like, moment where if they're about to get fired, there's that throw the person under the bus moment. Like, this has none of that. This is just like, I like a, I just like video games and I don't want to lose the place of them. And the, uh, Barmy. And then finally, Roni in season one. Season two, uh, we Gamer. Scooter. Sco- Scooter. <laughs> uh, Cheska. Cheska? Cheska. C H E S hyphen K. Okay. Like Jessica, I'm guessing. Uh Mo Chocolate. Oh, I want less chocolate, thanks. War Princess. That's okay, I guess, in sort of like a like a early fantasy novel sort of way. Uh Big Physique, spelled F A Z E E K. Oh, so he was just like kind of too early for the FaZe clan. Uh triple threat, but triple is spelled with two P's. And Instead all, of three. It's all one word. Bold. 8-Bit Bold. Nikki. Okay, well, that one. Right, we know who that is, yeah. Fantasy Girl. Oh, you know what's funny? My first email address was fantasykid223 because I like fantasy novels. Well, that sounds And then people, But then people told me that it, it, like, it just kind of made it sound like I uh, was running a porno site. <laughs> so I, What's I, your I deepest desires? It. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, that, not good. But, Let us know what your game show fantasies are. Let us know in the comments. Oh, something that has stakes. Something that I don't have to... So, something that's the opposite of this show. This is the flip opposite of, like, every game show you know, like the Millionaires or the <laughs> Deal or No well, like, Deals. This is, like... And not even, so like, in a... Like, even if there's no stakes, at least, like, a good, like, positive outlook, like, Bake Off or something. No, none of that in this... It's like, it's like, so we were talking about uh, Flinch when we were watching this because it, it had like the kind of like, you know, uh, again, like, oh, no snakes kind of thing of, of Flinch, the Netflix show that I think you either will or have talked about on here before. It's a D. I gave it a D letter grade. And it it's was, a bad show. It's the, the fucking chainsaw challenge pissed me off the most. Why is that? Because well, I listen, I guess like, no, don't give away the milk or, or do. Um, but you could tell me, though, why did it piss you off the most? Because this is one of those things where it's, if you, even if you're supposed to be like, oh, I don't want to be that contestant, it's one of those things where it's like, this is so fucking dangerous that one wrong move could really fucking kill somebody here. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, so the, the, the milk is extraordinarily dangerous. They're attached what? to like one of those like wooden barrel, like wooden walls. Mm-hmm. And then a chainsaw gets popped out behind them. Oh, no. And, and they it, can't and flinch. And it's a real fucking chainsaw, as in with the blades. Not like a right. cartoonish haunted house. Yeah, no, it's because the that show wants to hurt you. And then it's if the you go, and then the if show. you scream yeah. or get startled, of course you get electrocuted, because that's the joke. And uh, getting electrocuted next to a giant chainsaw is uh, definitely a good way to stay safe. But yeah, no, like, like Flinch, Flinch, though, like, had some sort of, like, 
drama to it, which is just sort of like, I mean, the drama wasn't interesting, but it was sort of like, can you, is it possible? Can you imagine a world where, um, farmer saw traps basically? Yeah. Like, can you imagine a world where you don't flinch in this situation? You're like, okay, well, you know, like it or hate it and mostly hate it. Like this show is, you know, immoral, but, uh, and, and should not be on TV. It is unethical, <laughs> but, uh, it is, uh, watchable. Like these traps are pretty well designed, whatever. If they get um, tooted, they get waterboarded. That's what I, <laughs> they play the train horn and then they go, ah, they get like waterboarded. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. It's bizarre, but that's the thing. Like it's weird. And you keep watching because you're like, what is this? Like, what am I watching? But, but, but then what you're saying right now also has stakes involved in the show. Exactly. And there's nothing like the, the reason I, I, I'm so fascinated about the comparison here is like, yeah, the prize sucks on the tester. Like we all agree. It's it's, you know, it's almost Lease. even too banal to mention. Car. I mean, that's that's absurd. I, I'm blown away by that. <laughs> but like, it, it's not even like, you know, like it, it feels kind of even trite to say because the show's so bad. Like, you know, it's it's not as if the 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 point of the show is um I mean, obviously it is, excuse me. Like, it is bad because it's just capitalism. It's like, oh, you know, compete with 12 other people and enjoy it. It's like a game show and you get the bad job, but uh, you won the game. So, like, you get to spend all your labor in in the cool way. Like, yeah, okay, that's real bad. Um, but, like, given how bad the show is, it like, it, it, it feels trite to say it because, like, there's a prize that, right or wrong, these these contestants are, like, really into getting um ego raptor notwithstanding and like it makes it so that you're watching it and you're just like i don't care like i care more about flinch and you don't win anything on flinch it's the you just win being able to say you won gets the challenge that's what they stake is which of the three hosts has to do the flinch yeah the contestants win nothing they don't even get a and trophy. Like, like, I was expecting at least, like, a rubber chicken that's, like, spray-painted gold or something. Just, like... Yeah, something. Like, like on a... Like, a nailed-it sort of thing, where it's, like, oh, yeah, it's nothing, but, like, you know, it's fine. At least nailed-it, they get, it's like, fun. 10 grand. They, they get nothing on this. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, um, they actually get yeah. more on an episode of nailed-it than they do on this reality show. Oh, God. You think so about bad. It. Uh, but, like, wait, even, you... like, even if it was, like, nothing. Even if you were, like, well... The prize is going to be, like, nothing. It's just going to be, like, whatever. You could produce a game show that, like, still felt good to watch with that being the prize. This show feels terrible. You feel bad. And then you feel like you don't really want to support PlayStation in the way that's like, oh, you like PlayStation? Well, if you really like it, you'll go into the cockroach tank. Yeah, right. It's it's just like, man, what were they thinking? Oh, no, it gets worse. There's a show even worse than this. I'll explain that near the end of the big list of uh, contestants. So Samurai. Oh, yeah. Keep going, please. Boo. Cool. Boo. I don't know if they're like a Mario fan or not. Maxim. Not Majin or. Okay. Achilles might. It reminds me of that drill tweet where it's like the baneful two. (laughs) Uh, Achilles might. Uh, Christy Pride. Okay. Reality Pales Z. Probably the best one, though. Reality Pales. That actually has, like, there's some creativity to that. Sky Diddy. Diddy with one, because the lead speed. That's extremely bad. Suze Kaden. Quadja Monster. Ninjanomics with a YX. 
Ninjanomics was the worst contestant on that show. Like, if if you had to ask me, like, which contestant I hope got hit by a car afterwards, <laughs> got hit um, by the 2012 be, Ford Focus to your yeah, car. it would be Ninjanomics. Like, I really, it would, it would, like, I would be like, all right, well, that's okay. Um, if if you wanted someone to actually get a uh, a, a tester job in real life and, and experience how horrible that that grind can be, it would be Ninjanomics. I would, I would be fine with it. J that was terrible. J tight. Uh, J J tight. Okay. Burn Nebelhem Nielheim. Um, Raptor, uh, okay. which I know. Asuka. Two U's, uh-huh. two A's. Okay. Ashi Chan is the last one. And she was the first to get eliminated, which yeah. felt unfair because she volunteered and then gave a perfectly good interview, and they're like, "Yeah, we weren't wowed." Really? Just <laughs> well, you know. And then like Ego Raptor's like. Well, you know, like I bring, I have guests, I have fandom, and people vote for me. I know you might not won me over this time, but I won them over, so you should give me a second chance. And then, like, like, yeah, all right, Ego Raptor, you win. Like, we all agree here at the at the what? Brent like, Go just... goes, yeah, you know what? You have a point. We do need ratings, so you're safe. Awful, just awful. <laughs> it is an war. awful, awful, awful show. Um. No, it gets worse. Uh, I mean, that was it. By the way, this is the last season. Then they canceled it because I guess it wasn't profitable. I can't believe it. They canceled this great show. Yeah, this wonderful show. They couldn't get like um, they couldn't get anyone else. So so uh, it gets a little sketchy because after this, uh, they tried something similar when God of War came out with Jeff Keighley. Okay, and it always a good host to grab. Yes, and it was basically, uh, it was like a one-off, and it was for God of War. So mm-hmm. it was like, who are the biggest God of War fans? Well, you got to go through these trials. <laughs> and, it, and it was like, first you got to shave your was head like good? Kratos. <laughs> then you got to like kick these wooden barrels because you're like Kratos and a big fighter. I actually kind of like this. This is good. Like I, I like how stupid. It is. And it's like, well, I'm making it sound more. But we know it's Jeff Keeley, so he's, you know, he's gonna just yeah, sure. sound like this for, um, for a bit. So you really know Kratos is the god of war. So we didn't know if you're a, a great fighter too, <laughs> like Kratos. <laughs> Kratos is also white, so we're all going to do some skin bleaching. That's really funny. Kratos, I, I... Kratos also has a kid, so we're going to have uh, sex. Everyone's going to get impregnated. Um, yeah. Jeez. Uh, like, I, I can't believe that they decided to try this again. Not once, but twice. It's three seasons. Then they, they were like, this is done. One-offs. Uh, also, if you if you haven't... It used to be on Crackle, by the way. <laughs> when I first noticed oh, it was here. Crackle? It was on Crackle. Oh, wow. So it wasn't just always on YouTube. It was on something like actually a lot sadder than youtube yes and i tried trying to find it on playstation currently like can i watch the tester now though it's all on youtube that's the last known remnants of this forgotten reality show on the official playstation account why do they have it on there like it it doesn't make them look good it makes them look extremely desperate it's uh well because it is well i mean they were desperate at the time yeah, but they're not now. Like they're kind of on top of the console world now. Everyone this likes like, PlayStation. If now this is the time to do well, the tester. Well, I guess the, the Switch, tester. but yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, actually, that's, that's right. Yeah, if, if there was like a re- like, how would we fix? The, how would we fix? How would we improve the tester? Oh, good question. Um, I oh, what you improve? I would make it so that like it was 
I would actually switch it so that it was all about playing video games. So I would make it, uh, instead of trying to win uh, a job as a tester, you were trying to win a spot on a pro esports team. So sort of like a, um, you know, the version of like, uh, what's, a, what's a good, I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to think of a good game show that's like this, but I can't. But like, you know, you're trying, oh, like a next HGD, HGTV star or something like that, right? Oh, like, like a where... Dark Star HGTV star, like as we all know, to be a... The, you know, on the squad yeah you're gonna have to do this and like there are particular challenges like okay now you're gonna have to you know run jungle on dota or something like that like make it make it very specific to its audience so that at least like someone would like it also you're it sounds like, that... like me because you're seeing dota it sounds to me like you want this to just branch off into just pc gaming not just playstation but, uh, weird weird but true i think we might be uh we might be leaving some money on the table by making it just playstation series if it's just playstation like oh uh, yeah i don't know how to fix it then what's your idea okay well this is the <laughs> this is the jordan segment of the show this is the production mind that i uh, do so first of all uh, the big appeal that the tester had originally was this season one was just flawed in many ways. Season two and three had the vote people on. So I would argue the way to do this is just all influencers and you have it be all Twitch streamers mm. or all YouTube Let's Players or someone with already online clout. And what's the prize? Uh, well, first of all, you have to do the ultimate game package. So you have to do like the TV, all the consoles, 4K, whatever, VR package, all that. And, so it has to be a serious package. Okay, right. And instead of impressing judges, I think it needs to be impressed, like almost like a big brother vote the person off challenge. Okay. All right. So all right. I can see that. A, uh, so yes, there's game challenges but the game challenges serve as basically immunity. So like if you were the best at Overwatch or you were the best at Dota or you were the best at Street Fighter V, you're safe for the week. Hmm. But for the rest of you, we have to do uh, like a creative challenge, like create a marketing commercial for this. Okay. Or, uh, you know, because if you're going to do like what's the, because the prize is going to be, you know, like, the, the, we're gonna go like twenty five thousand. We'll say twenty five thousand. The game package, and it will say something like a marketing gig. It's gonna be a marketing job because a lot of these are just marketing for. Okay, for yeah, no, uh, actually, I think that makes sense. A marketing job makes sense, and uh, I, I was also gonna say if you wanted to, if you wanted to imagine a a version where you um like a version where you you had a prize like a more traditional prize, I would say just like a small but slightly bigger monetary amount. Something as, like, you know, little as $25,000. I know that's not little to, like, in, in the real world, but in terms of game shows it is. And, like, but, like, you can still have drama with that. Like, uh, like on Chopped. Oh. There's drama on Chopped, and, like, Chopped is not that much money. See, that's, that, that, that is my grander game show pitch that I have tried to convince myself should be the show. I will, I'll say that I'll say that one for last of this episode. I will pitch. I'm going to pitch an original game show tonight. Wow! Exclusive here. Stay and tuned, gonna, everyone. And I'm going to record it, put it on a CD, and mail it to myself for copyright. That's how <laughs> copyright works, my friend. That's what's called poor man's copyright. If there's anything I've learned, it's that <laughs> anything that's called poor man's to begin with always works. So I think it needs to be like, what's the best, like, who's the best influencer? If you're the best influencer in video games, you win. That should be how to appeal, not tester. It needs to be marketing. So if you're yeah, the, no, the best video games, you're safe. 
Otherwise, you do the creative challenge. But the creative challenge, the secret is that you don't know who wrote what. So it's all thumbs up, thumbs down. And whoever got the most votes wins. Whoever got the least amount of votes is out. The one with the thumbs up uh, gets a special prize. Thumbs downs are out. So it's sort of like a... um... It's a bit like Cards Against Humanity or something like that. Apples yes, apples. and it's a yeah, weekly okay. show. And the idea that my pitches, you don't put them in the house. Okay, so they're like at, they're at home. They're they just get to yeah they show up for the for the show and then get to go home. They get to go home. It, that's the best part of British Bake Off, I think. Well, not the best. I like British Bake Off, yeah, so it's like, not it the best part. Like but that. like, yeah, it's, it's it's lovely. I think it's great. Like, I think it's very cool. That they need it's to bring like, up everyone together. So that way yeah. they can co-op, they can collab, they can do video, they can do this. So then it becomes like, oh, the creative challenge is make the best car in Project Gotham Racing or something. And then they have to design a car. And then you just see the car. You don't see who made it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. And that's okay. the elimination round. And it's like, well, that's creative because it's a social game as well as a video game game that's going to determine who wins. And then in the final round, when there's like three or four people, uh, there's no immunity with games. It really is just now like make the best let's play or the best 24 hour stream or something. Like that's I I like yeah I I like that a lot. Like I like I, I yeah I really like that idea. Like I, I think I mean I think like the main thing that was missing in this show. I mean there's many things, but like one of the main things missing in this show was that there was no like actual appeal to gaming. Like that is not usually something I'd want to see. Well, let's let's be clear. Um, but it's like with like actually an appeal to gaming, it would have a it would have like a focus. Like if you focused it very narrowly, it would still be better than this. Like this has such a general focus. It is such like a you know marketing. We watched this during our you know uh, 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 onboarding at Sony. Like it just it it feels horrible and something that was much more focused would be less appealing in, in like a, a broad sense, but would actually feel a lot better. Also probably get something better to host. I'm not saying to piss her off. No, like, no, no. The bottle was good. She was fine. I mean, like, I mean, like we have you right now. You have Jessica. You get, I'm sure Jessica Chobot would do this. I'm sure like, yeah, I mean, I'd do it. I, you know, I'm not Trevor's doing anything. <laughs> you know, it's this show where you're just like, all right, this this is simple. All you gotta do is make a podcast. <laughs> it's easy. You guys will be fine. Or, I could uh, I could host that show, America's Next Big Podcast. Yes, that's the just uh, have just have like some of like the the chapos on or whatever as guest judges or <laughs> Felix Biederman's the host. Get get Brian on to like uh, get Brian Quimby on to like uh, <laughs> shake him up a little bit. <laughs> like, all right, Brian's here to to tell you what it's like to be a real DIY podcaster. Like, all right. So we do live shows. We just basically have to call the public where the best locations are. <laughs> he just he sits them in like a public radio booth and like, all right, make it work. But then, <laughs> oh, no. I, but I definitely think if we're going to get a judge on that, Leslie needs to be the judge. I, I could, yeah, I could see that. There would be, yeah, a struggle session uh, element in that would be uh, actually pretty great. <laughs> and yet somehow I still lose. I don't know why. It's. It's very hard. I don't think it's fair, but you know what? It's uh, it's the show, and uh, and we Was thank you for being on. Was I enough? I brought in the uh, fucking guillotine. <laughs> no, you were too leftist, unfortunately, and not leftist in the right way. So uh, you, you lost the DSA judge, but the tanky judge was on your side. Ah, <sighs> well. I guess, <laughs> see, it only worked if my username had a rose emoji. If only. Oh, uh, yeah. You should have done that. I've seen, I've seen many Jordans with rose emojis in their names. Where... <laughs> 
Uh, your people. I'm beating myself up. <laughs> for this. Actually, now we've created a new podcast. I think this is it. We created Where you beat a yourself show. up. Yeah. We screw the tester. I, I think the podcast show works better. I think the po- the podcast show again. Like this is this this kind of goes to my my overarching feeling about this show is that like okay, a podcast show would have maybe fifteen thousand people who'd ever want to watch it. Like fine, I it, and and that's being generous. That is. 15,000 more people than would like want to watch or could potentially enjoy this show. I think that you're there's right nothing with to enjoy too. here. Hmm? You're you're definitely right with this. Plus it's like it depends on what genre and then it's like you can easily platform this. There's already like a few channels to sell publish or you can try and get Means TV involved or something. All right, well we'll try and we'll try and get Means I I know some people at Means we'll try and get a next big podcast game show going and then we'll uh We'll get the people who help make this really neat little indie show called The Tester on there. Uh, and maybe they can help us make it work. Can we get Flavor Flav involved? <laughs> Just... I don't think he's doing anything. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still, and yeah, I still get booted for the host because you get the gig. And you know what? I'm proud of you, Trevor. You got the hosting gig for America's Next Top Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and then you already yeah, have your no, sign it's... out. You have been unsubscribed. Oh, that's so good. I'm sorry, but yeah, we've unsubscribed. I'm sorry, but you've lost Patreon subscribers. You've posted cringe. I'm sorry, <laughs> you've posted cringe. I'm sorry, you've posted cringe. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it'll be much better than this. Uh, I have to say, and I, uh, I feel like people should be supporting it. So we- uh, can I say my grade for the show right now? It's sure. an F. It's a it's a flat F. There's nothing. It isn't there's nothing to too. recommend it. I I I wish I could think of something to to recommend this, but like honestly, you'd be better off watching any get. And this is not a recommendation for Twitch streams. I don't like many Twitch streams. Uh, I I can't even say that like I understand why people watch my Twitch stream every so often. Like it's not it's not a form that I understand or, or particularly enjoy outside of the Go Off Kings. Um, but and, and sometimes Chapo, but the I would say if you want to get like wacky video game guys in your life and gals in your life, just go watch a popular streamer for a while instead of watching this. Because this is just, this will just make you feel bad. This does make you eventually dislike video games. Uh, I Yeah. Well, it's also, it's also like what, 2012, 2010? Like what a 2010 horrible time. to 2012. And not only that, this was supposed to like get people interested in like, look at who works in the industry. Like here's David Jaffe and here's like, here's some people from like, the, uh, the medium molecule from Little Big Planet to show off the game isn't that great? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's but it's uh, yeah, it's really really bad. But I, I don't know. It's it's a product of its time. I mean, that's one thing I can say for it. If you want a taste of what the world was like in 2010 when people didn't understand quite the distinction between marketing for the internet and marketing for um, TV and like what the new media was going to look like. Um, This is your, this is it. Like you're, you're not going to find anything more telling than this. All right. So here's Jordan's original, here's Jordan's original video game pitch. I got to hear it. All right. So you were bringing up Chopped earlier. The big appeal to Chopped is that that elimination focus is one off every week. So it's always four contestants to three to two to one. So, mm-hmm. so what you do is you make it so every challenge is based on one video game. So for instance, uh, we start with four players, 
and then we have it be like a uh, a Street Fighter tournament, or we make it be like Halo or GoldenEye sixty four or like any game that all four can play individually. Whoever finds right. the weakest right. gets eliminated. So you're down to three. Okay. They fail in their own regard. And then three, it becomes another game where it can be played head to head. It can be played as a racing game, and it's like whoever's in third place is out. Or it could be like, here's Sonic the Hedgehog, whoever scores the least amount of points is out, something. So you're down to two. I like this, yeah. Then you have a head-to-head game. There's your eSport. There's your uh, 1v1 battle that everyone loves. That one person left standing is the sole winner. They get 1000 bucks, and then they go on to the final round called the Final Boss for $10,000. And it really is just like complete a difficult challenge in a video game. If you lose, you lose. So it's like a and Dark win, Souls boss, or it's like complete this really tough level in Super Mario Maker, or it's, you know, like uh, the, the what was it? What was that final, um, or like fi- beat like beat one heist in, in Grand Theft Auto. Right, right. Or like, you know, the uh, the the speeder level in Battletoads or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just if like, they complete whatever. that speeder level, they win. If they yeah. fail, they fail. And they got their three attempts, and that's it. If they get the game over, you lose. That's amazing. And yeah, that's a great idea. And then next week, four more contestants. We repeat the process of different games. That's it. It's simple. If, it's not rocket science how to fuck up a video game game show. <laughs> you just play video games. You have a win condition and a lose condition. That's it. It must be like, I mean, this is, it's not a surprise, I guess. This is just a video game that was made by a boardroom. Or not a video game, excuse me, a TV show that was made by a boardroom. Some boardroom got together and said, how are we going to, like, how are we going to sell PlayStation to people? And they said, oh, do a thing where they can win a job or whatever. And they all were like, all right, sounds good. Like, yeah. it's, it truly, that that's all it is. It's just, it's a, a bunch of people who have never met anyone who views their product came up with this. I would not be shocked if this was, like, all Sony USA. Like, the sort of, like, furthest from the video game end of things. <laughs> like, not Sony Japan, not, like, the actual people making the video games in... Uh, the studios that they're uh, hyping these people, sending these people off to, I doubt, like, you know, uh, Santa Monica Studios had anything to do with this. Like, it's it's just some people in a boardroom who are just like, oh, just like, give them some job no one wants. Like, give them a job that, like, they can do, and if they screw up, we can fire them. <laughs> Congratulations, you're the official Mountain Dew and Doritos handler. Your job <laughs> every day is to walk down to the 7-Eleven, grab the Honestly, Dew and Doritos. a little more exciting. You are the uh, the vacuum guy. We don't have the custodian anymore, so you just get to hang out with the vacuum all day, and you get to vacuum up the crumbs of the Doritos. <laughs> right? Yeah. I. I. You know. It. it it's like as yeah. we are making Call of Duty. <laughs> and you can say that you worked on it. Then. Yeah, you get a credit. You do get a credit in the if you play the game and you beat it you get the credit sequence your name will be on there <laughs> it, it will be under special thanks hey it's always what i wanted oh man well this was this was a treat looking at this terrible show i have to tell you um i don't know how you do it every week but uh or it is, wait it is terrible is it you so do we weekly right the- i'm not wrong right you're not wrong no usually we have like usually it's a good game usually it's like a press your luck or something like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Or it's something where at least can go like, yeah, greed or something where it's like, yeah, who watches this? Like, this is really just like a borderline infomercial show. Before we get yeah. going, Trevor, we this is a game show podcast, so we do have a game I'm, show. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm set. Five questions, 60 seconds. Every question you get right, you get one plug. 
five plugs are on the line, Trevor. Oh boy. Okay. Six seconds on the clock. What's your favorite PlayStation video game? Uh, um, Final Fantasy VII. Do you think the tester exploits gamers? Yes. How many trophies do you have? These do I have? Uh, let's say 27. When is the PlayStation 5 going to be announced? Ooh, good question. Uh, E3 2020. Would Karl Marx get pissed if he saw the show? Yes. <laughs> he would be so angry. <laughs> five for five. Yeah, and honestly, uh, you you could have you could have pushed me on the play, on the favorite PlayStation game. It was probably Xenogears and not Final Fantasy VII. I feel a little bad saying that, but that's okay. Same same ballpark. But yeah, no, Karl Marx would hate this show. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm just if he saw TV, he'd be freaked out. But once he got over that, and he realized that people were competing to get like to basically have their surplus value taken, he'd freak out even more. Wait, so they're not. Do they get shares in the company? Do they get any amount of labor? So these contestants that lose, do they win anything? I mean, they yeah, they just they man. So they are spent. They spent four like seven days, eight days of their life in this hot, hot garbage room for nothing. Can you imagine a show where it's like where it's like oh you know you your um your whole thing now is um. Uh, it's 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 the taco it's the taco fan and uh and if you show that you care enough about like crunchitation then you get the taco bell cashier job like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a tester or being a being a, a taco bell cashier but um Sorry. but like but like no no that, that's not no no it was a joke but like there's nothing wrong with those things but like they're not what you have a game show for like a game shows for like oh wow like Imagine if you won the thing of your dreams, and if that is entry-level jobs, then we are a sick society. Like, usually, okay, so, like, like before we get to the plugs, because you won five plugs, like, for instance... Wow, five on plugs. The, on the new Pressure Luck, they have this, like, thing where there's dream prizes. Like, if you won a million bucks, what would you do with it? And they ask on yeah. the application, and it's usually things like, you know, oh, I want to go on a trip with my mom, or... Oh, I want this kind of car, or it, it's it's usually like experiences, or it's like I've always wanted to meet this celebrity. He's my favorite musician, and on press your luck at the final round, they go, "Well, your favorite is this. If you press this square, you get to meet Cher, or you get to meet." <laughs> and one like, prize was SpaghettiOs for life. Oh, good one. And I'm like, because he loves SpaghettiOs. It's like, fuck it. I'll put spaghetti. And it's like, if that's a dream prize, like, yeah, it's fucked up. But at least that, like, has substance. Yeah, at least that's your at least that's your dream. Like, it can be a silly dream. If your dream is like, oh, I want to have a taco truck, then fine. But, like, no one's dream is I want to have a job that is just about minimum wage. If like, the, maybe that is someone's dream at this point, and then we should start questioning why that's the case. If the cause... dream is, like, in a video game world, like, if you have a dream job in video games, the job will not be, you know, the guy who's deep trying to find bugs in video games. Your job will be something creative, like a writer, a programmer, an artist, or just the creator of the game. Like, this is my idea for a video game. Yeah. To which then and that, that is should be like, the show. Like, you get 10 and people to pitch a video game. Every week, you do a different challenge revolving around design or or storylines or something. I mean, it would be a much more exciting show. I would feel so much worse for the losers, but, um, you know, it, it would at least have some substance. Ugh. So, Trevor, you got five plugs. 
Okay, well, the first plug is for my podcast, No Cartridge. Go listen to my podcast. It's um, about video games. We have all sorts of people on all the time. Um, uh, I think so. There's some of the premium episodes that are coming out soon are going to be pretty good. Uh, it's at patreon.com uh, slash no cartridge. That can be my second plug. I won't double dip. Um, but uh, the, we're going to have... Uh, um, well, we just had Jesse Farrar from uh, Your Kickstarter Sucks on, and um, we had the, the excellent... Um, uh, the excellent Lana, um, why am I forgetting Lana's last name? Well, she's uh, at Mecha Poetic, um, Lana Polanski uh, on, I'm forgetting it because she always discourages me from using her last name because uh, it's Polanski, <laughs> but she's do not related not, to the bad one. listen to this part of the show. <laughs> um, and then, uh, no, no, I mean, it's on her Patreon too, so. Uh, and then we're also going to have David Roth of Deadspin on as well soon. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's popping off over at the Patreon, but lots of fun stuff happening at the uh the main one too including some more devs we're having bigger names show up all the time so that's fun um i'll also plug i've been listening a lot to um uh pacific northwest stories podcasts um and if you like like narrative podcasts that are kind of a little spooky uh but also have a veneer they're, they're fictional but like will you know insist that they're true even if they're clearly fictional um i would say those are really good they're fun podcasts um the Black Tapes is the one I started with, but they also have Tannis and um, Rabbits. I haven't listened to Tannis or Rabbits yet, but I, I plan to. They're just quite well done. Um, fourth plug, fourth plug. Uh, hmm. Oh, you know, if you're looking for an MMO to play, uh, or or you've never played an MMO as I was in this boat before I tried it, um, Final Fantasy XIV is really fun. Uh, it's different. Uh, I've never played a game quite like it. I, I imagine it's a lot like any MMO. But it, uh, it, for whatever reason, it clicked with me, and I was able to handle it and enjoy it. Um, so that's been good. And um, I guess the last thing I will plug is um, my lovely family, who is uh, who are always great. Oh, um, they they aren't going to listen to the podcast, so I'll plug instead. I mean, they're 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 implicitly plugged. I will plug instead my uh, my literary agent Eric Hain, who uh, is a long suffering guy because he has to work with me, but. He is an excellent agent. If you're ever thinking of pitching anything, uh, he is at E-R-I-K-H-A-N-E online. He is um, uh, the best agent ever. So uh, go talk to him. Alrighty. Those are the plugs. Should have probably got to him first before booking you. Now that I think about it, but other than that, oh Eric, yeah. uh, Eric's great. You should, yeah, you should, uh, you should definitely, uh, you should definitely go talk to him. He's, uh, he's great. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't run my. Uh, oh, you mean like no, no, he doesn't run my podcast appearances. He's literally just my literary agent. All right. Um, yeah, I don't have I don't have a, an appearances agent. I'm not big enough for that. I don't get paid or anything uh, for showing up on podcasts. I do that for the love of the game. But uh, no, no, Eric, Eric, Eric is helping me write a book. Um, but he's excellent. He's fantastic. Uh, very Eric, good guy. Eric Kane, please. I have a book about game shows coming up. Yeah, pitch him. Pitch him. If you if you t- I you know just send him a send him a tweet. Tell him I sent you. I'm right. sure he'd love to talk to you. Trevor um, Jordan, thank you so much for having me. Sorry I put you through a miserable mess, but we've hey, all you know what? a little it better was a, about this. It was a journey, and I'm happy I took it. So in conclusion, fuck off, PlayStation. <laughs> awful, awful. You should be ashamed of yourself, PlayStation. All right. Well, I will talk to you uh, soon, I hope. Hey, thank you so much again, Trevor, for stopping by. I had a whole lot of fun venting out about Tester. <laughs> what a fucking shit show that was. 
I mean, like, like I understand if you want to like plug PlayStation products and have like a little game show, but it was just ridiculous. Um, a big fan of No Cartridge. Uh, visit their website no-cartridge.net uh, for more information. Uh, check out their Patreon. A lot of great premium content is now available. I sometimes like to go to the Discord and just uh, mess around a bit. I like to go through their Discord and just mess around a bit. A lot of fun, nice people over there. Uh, also, I'm surprised that Final Fantasy XIV is still around. I actually thought they discontinued that game. Uh, but also, uh, I need to do contact Eric Kane. I have been busy. Uh, tabletop simulator, board game making, book writing, and getting, I guess, plastered off truly. Uh, <laughs> that I kind of forgot to contact him. So so this this podcast kind of reminds me, hmm, I should probably... <laughs> Send send him a contact message soon. Uh, but, but getting back to the tester, because uh, this is the part where it's like the oh, shit, I forgot section. Uh, so viewers' choices were submitted via YouTube applications, and this was one of the first iterations of the social media influencer. Hey, guys, put me on the tester. Vote for me. And I... I don't like that. I hate that a lot because then it doesn't really count for who's the best candidate to be the viewer's choice person. It's just who has the most followers and influence to to win the comp to win the guest spot anyway. That it always feels like a vanity uh, cast versus actually like a choice candidate. Uh, secondarily, I try to do some research into like where are all these people now and. Uh, some of these people fell off the face of the earth. Uh, others have a Twitch stream. Uh, some actually do work for independent studios. Others do work for Sony or other companies. But the only one that I think is still successful is Egoraptor because of the Game Grumps, which is kind of funny because it's kind of like, hey, you did stuff on the internet, then you do a dumb internet game show, and now you're still famous for your internet content that none of this actually matters in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it kind of shows you that this show is really unnecessary. And what makes it so bizarre is that it's still up on YouTube. It's just this weird time capsule of shitty gamer culture back in the day. And I, I guess some of the presence of modern day toxicity in, in the gaming industry as well. Um that really it's it's not desirable and it's not really a show worth like looking back into unless you want to be reminded of oh that's right little big planet 2 was a thing that's right little big planet 2 huh well now it's time for the 110 part series exploring every pricing game on the price is right welcome to the pricing game spotlight <laughs> Check game. Also known as blank check to some places. Uh, premiere date, Barker, October 14th, 1981. Tape number 422 3D. Finale date with Bob Barker, June 13th, 2007, 4033K. Premiere date with Drew Carey, November 28th, 2007, number 4103K. Aired out of order on November 9th, 2007. 
check game is a pricing game where contestants write an amount of a check in an attempt to win a cash reward and a prize. It was created by former producer Roger Dobkowitz, where the game was originally called Blank Check. Gameplay. Contestant was asked to write an oversized check for an amount they think when added to the price of the prize will total between $7,000 and $8,000 inclusive. If the sum of the two amounts totals within that range, the contestant wins the prize and that cash. If the amount falls outside of the desired range, the contestant loses the game and the check is voided, with an oversized void stamped onto the check. The contestant is given the check they wrote to keep as a souvenir whether they win or lose. Bob Barker has jokingly mentioned that staff members often find voided checks in garbage cans outside the studio. Here's some notes. Check game is known for contestants uh, becoming confused by the rules. Several contestants have attempted to write the check for amounts over $5,000, and several contestants have attempted to write on the game's aid crate displays. This is typically edited out in most episodes. While these difficulties might appear to endanger check game status in the active game rotation, the confusion has become something of an inside joke over the years. Former Price is Right host Bob Barker once stated that it's actually one of the reasons he enjoys the game. Contestants playing the game are commonly asked if they know the rules, and if so, are then asked to explain it. On January 27, 2017, playing the game, Drew Carey actually started to explain the rules incorrectly by saying the check needed to be written in the amount of the prize. Contestant Jason Layden actually ended up explaining the rules. Drew Carey, in a similar vein to the Ezekiel Barker running gag on Barker's Bergen Bar pricing game, implies the show has been using the same magic marker quill pen since 1872, 1873, or other less frequently used 19th century years. The game has used a magic marker designed to intentionally resemble a quill pen complete with the quill feather. The checks used are not legal checks. As noted above, the checks are given to contestants as souvenirs, winning or losing. Each bears the same check number, 4620, while Bob Barker hosts the show and 1133 since Drew Carey has taken over. The show's logo, the signature of the current host, and the contestant's name in the pay-to-the-order of field, the price name in the memo field, and an invalid date of today, 1920 now. That's right, folks. The date on the check is never today's date. It's today. Just the words today and then 20 now. <laughs> you know, because you never know if it's going to be a 2018 episode or a 2019 episode. So it's, it's always fun. Uh, so for, 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 for also for funsies, I was trying to do some research as to why 4620 and 1133 thinking it must mean something. And as it turns out, it's the last four digits of their social security number. No, it's not. It's actually meaningless. Um, the actual retail price of the prizes played on the game uh, has to be less than the minimum total needed to win the game. So, for instance, if the... Uh, let's say you're playing for a uh, jet ski. We'll go with a nice mini jet ski. Like a $4,000 jet ski. You have to write down $4,200. And it's like $4,200. The jet ski is $4,000 or over the $8,000 range. It's voided. But if you put $3,000 and it's $4,000, hey, you won a $7,000 worth of prizes. You won the jet ski and three grand. The original name for the check game was Blank Check. The, ga the, game, uh, sorry, the game began using its current name on January 29th, 1987, 6354D, upon the threat of Barry and Engwright Productions. Barry Engwright, folks. You, the Joker's wild, folks. 
uh, who had produced a game show to be titled as Blank Check. The suit is rumored to have stemmed from a playing in which Bob Barker said, I wish Goodson Todman would get a show called Blank Check and find someone to MC that and give me a new game. The game's last playing under its original name was number 16th, 1986, 6283D. The original Think music was borrowed from Range Game. Boop, 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 boop. The Czech game began using its current music cue, also used for cover-up, on September 14, 1988. The current Think music originated on the failed 1986 pilot, Oddball. I love that, you know, that boop, 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 I don't, I'm not looking for it. From the game's inception until February 3, 1989, the point of the wing range originated, increased from 5,000 to 6,000, wing range was 3,000 to 3,500. A memorable playing occurred on October 2nd, 2002, in which Michael played for a jacuzzi. He mistakenly writes a check for $13,000 and completely messes up the task of the game based on two outcomes. It doesn't fit in the eight-crate display at the time, and it puts Michael disadvantage to go over six grand. As this provides frustration for Bob, he angrily scribbles out the 13000 on the check and says he's seen some worse things happen in the game, but this is one of the worst things that could have ever happened in the check game. After he reiterates to Michael, he gives him another chance. He writes a check for $2,000. The check was the value of the jacuzzi was three thousand four ninety five, total being five thousand four ninety five, and therefore winning the game. Check game increased the winning range again from to the current seven thousand eight thousand dollars on September twenty third two thousand eight. The game's first playing of season thirty seven. After May fourteenth two thousand nine, check game was removed from the pricing game rotation. It was not played again until June twenty third twenty thirteen. A four year pause as it were when it returned with an all-new look complete with new monitors uh replacing the egg crate displays the new displays are dark green and if it rolled lost the three displays turn red if it's rolled to win the three displays flash a bright green similar to that bonus gamer card gamer grand game since its return check game has never been the first or second game to be played in the game's pricing slot because like rat race or double cross it needs to start up right now check game can no longer can no earlier than third on the show on March 25th, 2016, the College Rivals episode. Christian Jenkins, oh, it's the College Rivals. Okay. A trivia. Blank Chink was also the name of a short-lived daytime game show hosted by Art Jenks that aired on NBC from January 6th till July 4th, 1975. Uh, I just want to remind people, very angry productions. Uh, on Price's sister show, Let's Make a Deal, is by Wayne Brady. One of their games, a chance, was also called Blank Check, in which a contestant is given a check here. So he chooses for colors to fill in the check. Once you lock in the colors, the numbers are revealed one at a time before the last two numbers are revealed, as Brady offers a deal to give up the check for a price hidden behind a curtain. Most number of times this is played on any season was 36. Uh, it looks very nice. Um, this is honestly one of my favorite uh, small item pricing games. You can't always win a car on the show, so you can win a trip. I like the idea of just here's this oversized mechanic, and it's just with the cash plus the trip, uh, you got a total of an eight thousand uh, dollars. So, so I kind of enjoy that as a game, and it's also a re- it's a reverse thought. It's it's you have up to eight thousand dollars to win. How much of that do you want to write for the check to equal both the 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 prize and the in the money? It is a money game, which I do enjoy. And typically, from what I see, you you got to write like two thousand dollars to win the game. Uh, so so it's a fun fun show. I love the pri- I love the check game. I love the look of this wooden, uh, just b- 
brick. Like it just wood. It looks like you're like an old timey bank, and it it's fun. I think it's one of the fun pricing games on this show because it's simple to understand. Even though they say it's complicated because it's reverse, you have to add prize plus cash to win the to get over to get to around eight thousand dollars. But other than that, no, it's good, and I love it. I love check game. It's 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 just a fun sound effect. Also, people screaming at you, different values, which makes no help. Uh, and plus, you already have your built-in uh, maximum drama with what's the price of the prize plus the thing, and it's worth this. And then the big void. If there's the big void stamp, I think that's also very cruel. Just this. Here's this oversized void stamp, and just goes clonk right on the check. I always think that's kind of funny too. Um, <laughs> next time here on the pricing game spotlight, we're gonna check it out. Check it out with checkout. So I finally saw that new game show, 25 Words or Less, at uh, Fox Stations, your local Fox station, hosted by Meredith Vieira, formerly of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire fame. Uh, If you've never seen 25 Words or Less, uh, it is played with two teams of three people, one civilian and two celebrities per team. Uh, Essentially, the first three rounds involve a reverse auction. Uh, Each of the teams get five words, and they have to do a reverse auction to win 250 points, uh, such as I can get these five words done in 20 words, in in 18 words, in 16 words. Okay, prove it. And then they play the round with 16 words. If they can complete their round, they get 250 points added to their score. If they fail, the opposing team gets the 250 points. Then we repeat the process again with another celebrity. And then I think the civilian goes last for the other 250, meaning of the first three rounds, 750 points is up for grabs in three of these reverse auction games, which is kind of fun. It's kind of like I can name that tune in three notes. I I get it. When in the penultimate round, before we decide who wins the show, uh, they then get to play based on the point order. Uh, It could be zero to 750. It could be 250 to 500. Uh, They get to decide who gets uh, control, and they get to choose between one of three words, and they get to build their own individual five. Uh, There's an easy word to figure out for 250, kind of like cold. Uh, There's a medium, which is not so difficult, but kind of tricky to get the clue for for 500 bucks, such as tattoo. And then there is one that's really tough for 1,000 points, which is like a very difficult one, such as... uh, such as Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, if they can get through all five words, they get a bonus 1,000 points, which means in a perfect game, 6,000 points is up for grabs, but we know that's not possible. Whoever gets the most points, because they both have to decide in each of the in the round orders who gets what, uh, so someone will get the 250, someone will get the 500, then we flip. Someone gets the 1,000, the other gets the 500, then we flip. 500 and then the 1,000, flip 1,000, 250, and so on and so forth. They each get to play their own rounds against with their celebrity team, and whoever gets the most points after these four rounds goes on to the bonus round. Runner-up gets a consolation prize. Hooray. In the final round, to win $10,000, the civilian has to get in twenty-five. get 10 words to their uh, celebrity partners in 25 words or less in under 60 seconds. And I think that's a very clever uh, round because that's kind of the game show is called 25 words or less. And well, first round, it's a reverse auction. 
and then in the final round, before we decide who goes on, it's 20 words. That this is finally the instance where there is 25 words or less in the title of the show, which is 25 words or less. In this game, uh, they got to get their partners to give all 10 words correct in 60 seconds in 25 words or less, which is just fun because there's that time constraint and then there's the word constraint. And I think that is really cool because now it becomes this like fast, high pace. You're not thinking clearly. Uh, I got to say celebrity, even though it's like everyone knows it's a celebrity and it becomes like a fun show. If they can get through all 10 words in 60 seconds, they get $10,000. If they fail, they get a nice trip to Santa Barbara or Las Vegas or Phoenix. It's a nice day trip. Yay. Um, Is it cheap? Yes. But then again, this is its first season they really are kind of going for more of uh, the celebrity factor in this than really the $10,000 prize. And it's still a kind of funny show. Meredith is is still a good host for this. I enjoy it. However, I think the game kind of doesn't do very well when it's just you're only seeing one round of play per round of 25 words or less. You're not really seeing both teams get to participate in that round. You're only seeing... One, one civilian play with their stars in any chosen game. That Theoretically, if you are a celebrity, you don't have to participate in any round until the fourth and final round, and that could possibly be, because of scoring, enough to win you the final round. And you can go on to the bonus round, and then you can only play two rounds of game versus, say, somebody has to play all five rounds, which I don't think is very fair to be honest. Uh, but I don't think they really thought of it that way. They were basing it off the board game, which is very fun. Uh, so he, it's it's fine. I, I still think it's weird that it's $10,000 as a price of the show. is called 25 words or less. Uh, it should be a little higher, in my opinion. Um, but here's how I would have... Uh, I like the show, but I think the reverse auction format's kind of weird. So I love that final round. I love the get as many words as you can get all 10 words in 60 seconds with 25 words or less. Cause that's the name of the show. So what I did is I wrote how I would do it in round one. Uh, you get the first celebrity on board cause you know, you meet the civilians and here's your celebrity and they get to play. They get to be the clue giver and they get 25 words or less or 60 seconds, whatever comes first to get as many words as possible. It's not 10. It's as many words as they can for every word that they get, and they can't pass. There's no passing involved. Uh, 100 points is added to their score. Then you rinse repeat to the next team, and they get their own celebrity in 60 seconds and 25 words, and they can build up their score. So now the score is like 200 to 300 or 400 to 500. Round two, you double the points like always. You go 200 points uh, for every word with the second celebrity. So now... They get their 25 words or less in 60 seconds. And they get their 25 words or less in 60 seconds. When we get to our third and final round, this is the much more difficult word. So we're seeing we're still doing the easy, medium, difficult. But we go from celebrity to celebrity to civilian who gets stuck with the worst, tough, tough clues. And these are worth 300 each. And once again, 25 words or less in 60 seconds. And... In this round, it's the civilians that are the clue givers. And this is 
really important because this is what's going to matter when it comes to the four, the final round. So they've already built up their point totals in the first three rounds, 60 seconds worth of gameplay. You can already get your game going. Then the final round, it's called points for words. So for every 100 points that they have won in the first three games, it counts as one word in their scoreboard. So for instance, if the final round after three rounds was, say, 1,400 points to 2,000 points, it will be 14 versus 20. And uh, that's that's going to be how many words they're allowed to use as they go back and forth in this game. Uh, so whoever got the most points, in this case it would be the player with 20 words versus 14, gets to decide if they want to go first or second. Now this is crucial because there is no time limit. It's just words. But now it's a back and forth. So if someone goes first, say they pass it because, hey, 14 words, that's going to diminish them a lot. They get a word and they got to keep chipping away at their word bank. 14 becomes 13, becomes 12, becomes 11, etc. If they get their word correct, play bounces to the next player who gets another word. It could be easy. It could be tough. We don't know. It's all scrambled up. And they get to chip away at their bank, almost like a time limit, almost like Grand Slam. So who's the first team to get zero words, in our, in our words, run out of words, is out of the game. And the team left over uh, goes on to the bonus round. In the bonus round, it's played exactly like the, the, the show. It's 10 words, 60 seconds. But I put it at $1,000 per word. If you get all 10, that's $25,000. That's it. That's the show. I, I At least the one I've made up. I feel that if you're playing on word currency, which is the focus on the show, it should have a focus. Um, I understand they're trying to make every word count in, the, in this version, and I like that reverse auction. I like the easy, medium, or hard difficulty of the game, and I like Meredith Vieira, and I love the humor. But I think the problem with the show is it still feels pretty cheap. And I know this show is a lot better than than it's it's led on from what the audience is seeing. It's funny, it's clever, it's smart, and they have great guests. Like they have really good celebrities. There's a WWE Superstar Week I just saw. It's coming up. And it's it's interesting to me that like for a show that's all about getting 25 words or less. The title of the show is not really used until the final round because you're for- forced to do a reverse auction in the first three games. Whereas with my version, you're playing under a time limit and you only have 25 words. Uh, I kind of like that because then you can probably have this final round. And I think what will work is that words for points uh, back and forth because it could just be one word that knocks someone out with like eight words and they're just trying everything they can and they can't figure it out. And it's just this very sad moment where someone might have had 12 versus six and that 12 became five, became four, and suddenly it's dead even. Or one word is used and that flips it back. It works. I enjoy that. And, and I think that's what it needs. It needs some sort of ping pong effect going on in the show instead of a reverse auction. Because it's, it's chaotic, but I think they want to have the same humor as $100,000 Pyramid in terms of modern slang and in terms of very silly lines being said out loud that I, I don't know. 
if this is really the uh if if they figured out what makes the show work yet but then again this is its first season and something tells me if this show gets picked up for a second season, it's going to look a little bigger and better than what we see right now. This is really, we've seen the test stage. Now we're in the first season stage. It has to get better. I don't know how it's going to get better. I think the scoring is kind of weird um, because they haven't really figured out what to do in the event of a tie because there's still a possibility of a tiebreaker. Uh, and also, I will repeat this, $10,000. That's idiot test money. I mean, that's fine. That's game show default. To me, game show default is $10,000 at this point. It used to be five grand. Now it's 10. But at the same time, it's it needs something. It needs something else. It Rather than is like social media buzz or just more humor or Meredith Vieira getting drunk. I don't know. But I want to see more fun with 25 words or less. I did not hate the show. I enjoyed it. But it's one of those shows where I feel like it needs to be paired with another good show, like A Family Feud, An America Says, and then we'll see what happens. Um, But it's not one that I'm going out of my way to go watch. Um, It's not awful. It's not average. It's actually a pretty good show. But it could be a little better in my mind. And I think it's because of Meredith Vieira's host I kind of enjoy it a lot more. Um... But something something's missing here. Something screams cheap in my mind. And I think because of that, instead of the aspiration of, don't you want to be a contestant on this show and meet celebrities and have a fun time, you sit back and you just think, oh, this is just a, a, a filler show. Okay. And game shows should not feel like filler shows. It should feel like a fun, a social event, party event. This should feel like I'm watching a party. This should feel like I am watching a Hollywood this shouldn't feel like this should feel like a much better Hollywood game night than Hollywood game night. And instead, it kind of makes me miss like, you know, ho- like celebrity name game, for instance. Uh, but I know this is not celebrity name game. This is a little better in my mind than celebrity name game. But it it's it should it should there should be something umph to this. There should be something bigger to this. And Summer Name Game gave away 20 grand. This is 10. This is kind of weird. But oh well. Uh, I'm still stick with my format. I know they're not going to stick with that format. But I think some sort of like back and forth with words should be enough. Like give each team 25 words. Team one goes first. They got three. So at 23 words. Team two stuck at 25. And then they got to go through their word and then go back and forth with their 23. Those to 21. So it's 21 to 23. 23. It goes like that. I think that would be interesting because it feels like a tennis match then uh, with comedy instead of whatever this is, um, which is fine. I, I, I think they also need to have a better couch in my mind. Also probably a better like, back wall because it, it feels like they they only half finished the set uh instead of an aerial font that says 25 words or less do something bigger get a splash get some light kits something oh uh, well but i i like it um i i'm gonna give it a solid b this is a solid b show not b plus not a b minus just a solid b it's fine I mean, I would suggest watching one episode, but don't go out of your way to watch one. 
It's called 25 Words or Less. It's on Fox. I'm sure if you YouTube 25 Words or Less, there'll be an episode up. I remember there was uh, with the test audience episodes. Nothing changed uh, from that, I believe. So that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for for tuning in. Be sure to, uh, if you like this, uh, please subscribe to listen to more episodes of Game Shows, I suppose. We're on at jordanhaas.com slash podcast. More episodes. If you want to say hello to me on Twitter, I'm jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts. We're there. Leave a comment. Go to that five-star thing. And in the comments, uh, talk about your favorite game show. Say which shows you want me to talk about. I'll try and grab a guest to talk about them. Uh, other than that, like, I don't know, uh, please spread the word of this game show podcast, the never ending game show marathon that I've, uh, inflicted myself and others to, uh, <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. Uh, until then join me next week as we talk about another great game show, I suppose. And until then, good night and big smooch. Mwah.